When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Tripe Supper, Gazette Borough's Middlesbrough Football Club podcast. What a load of tripe. Hello and thank you for joining us for this week's Tripe Supper podcast. I'm Dom Sean. I'm joined by Anthony Vickers and Phil Talentier to look ahead to Monday night's game against Arsenal and to look back on Steve Agnew's four games in charge of the side so far. Today's podcast is associated with the Reduce Your Risk Lung Cancer campaign uh, run by Middlesbrough Council, Redcar and Cleveland Borough Council and Macmillan Cancer Care, dropping chest x-ray clinics are now available throughout Teesside. Uh, if you're a smoker or if you know anyone who smokes who are aged over 50 and have suffered symptoms such as coughing for more than three weeks, uh, suffering with chest pain for more than three weeks or coughing up blood, then they should be aware of the, of the dropping clinics which are uh, available at James Cook University Hospital, the One Life Centre in Middlesbrough or Redcar Primary Care Hospital. Uh, for more information on that, you can go to at Tackling Cancer South Tees on Facebook or visit www.reduceyourrisk.co.uk. Uh, Vic, we said looking back on Steve Agnew's first four games in charge, um, how would you assess the impact so far and, and, the, and the games and performances we've seen? Uh, I think you have to separate the impact from the actual mechanics of what he's done. Uh, in terms of the impact, uh, it's been negligible. You know, We had that week of destiny where we all sat down and said, you know, we could do six points here, five would be the minimum, uh, you know, nine points and we're flying. And actually we've come through those games with two points. So in terms of the impact, uh, the points per game take is the, pretty much the same. Uh, the outcome's pretty much the same. Uh, the real question is, has there been any change there? And, you know, are there positives we can take going into the rest of the season? I think, yes, there has been change. I, I mean, obviously... One of the problems under Aitor Karanka was, you know, people said it was tactical rigidity. There was no plan B. Uh, and under under Steve Agnew, we've seen four different formations in four games. So clearly he is uh, feeling his way into the best fit with the squad that he's got available. Uh, and some of those formations, are, I think, have, have brought some positives. There's been some interesting moments. Uh, the first 15, 20 minutes against Man United when he was playing 4-3-3. I thought that was positive. They pushed up, up the field. It was dynamic. A lot of movement there. We've seen 4-4-2 being used to various effect. At the tail end of the Man United game, it looked effective. At Swansea, it looked a bit creaky when they switched to it. At Hull, well, it was a success in the sense that they scored two goals. Uh failure in the sense that the defence was exposed and, and uh, pretty much ripped to bits we've seen a 4-2-3-1 uh, we didn't really get a chance to see that at Swansea because the injury to Ramirez kind of ripped that script up pretty early on I think the problem we've had is that key players have been missing it's very hard to put tactical platform in place when you've got 
Chambers and, and Friend out and Fabio as well for the last couple. So I, I think it's been a kind of uh, suck it and see. It, it's, it almost feels like a pre-season in that he's fa- trying to find a, 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 sh- a shape and a fit and a style. Uh, unfortunately, there's been no return on that and running out of games fast. Phil, we won't we won't stress and talk about the systems too much. But after the uh, after the Burnley game, you asked Steve Agnew about the five three two and, and and kind of what his thinking was there. And he his answer was that it was forced. Really, you know, he was running out of full backs. Clearly, felt that James Husband wasn't ready after his first game in in what seemed like an absolute eternity at Hull. Um, but then it so, so is that to rule out adopting that system in the future do you think if all of his players are available he, he, he wouldn't go there or, or do you think he'll have seen signs from that to think well actually that, that could suit us yeah he did say that it's a system he likes didn't he you know he talked about that system I think he, I think he, him and Steve Bruce used it a fair bit at Hull when they worked together obviously that was presumably Steve Bruce's decision but um, Agnew would have had an input they were much more of a team than say for example I think Aitor and Steve Agnew were um, I honestly I'm not sure we'll see it too much this season, but if if, if Steve stays beyond this season, then it might be his go-to strategy for next season. It all comes down to your wing-backs, doesn't it? Stewie Downing's not a wing-back. He'd be the first to admit it. I don't think he likes playing there. I think he did a decent enough job, funnily enough, on um, on Saturday and, and created some some positive moments going forward. And then on the right-hand side, you've got Barragan, who again had a decent game, but... He, that's taken away a lot of his defensive responsibilities against a Burnley team. Let's not forget who've been appalling away from home this season. So, you know, we shouldn't read too much into that. Um, I think you're absolutely right. It's it's about the personnel that you've got available. I mean, I always think, um, you know, everyone was expecting Steve to make an impact, weren't they? Or indeed, whoever got the job, because it's the the old cliche of a new manager bounce. But he has been hamstrung by by a lack of fit players. You know, if he'd had George Friend available, for example, that would have made a big difference. I'm sure um, he might have been able to move Fabio across to the right sooner. Um, those kind of and of course the you know it's 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 one of those things that we'll never know now. But it'd have been interesting to see what he'd have done if Jordan Rhodes was at the club. You know how he would have set the team out. Whether would he have gone for an orthodox four four two? So. I think it's interesting that he's used four different formations in four matches, and I think he's done that because of circumstances rather than because of any sort of tactical um, philosophies. Um, I, I think there has there has been signs that the players like playing for him, and that he's getting his message across. And um, he's just been given a really tough hand, hasn't he? Um, it, you know, when he took over, yes, everyone will argue there was a quarter of a season to go, but he really didn't have any time before the Man United match. And then that two-week window before the week of destiny, as Vic rightly calls it, well, that was his chance to get his ideas across to the players. But, um, you know, he was a bit damned if he didn't, damned if he didn't. He was a bit, he, he, you know, he was a little bit nervous about going gung-ho against Swansea and was, was hammered for it afterwards for saying he lacked ambition. Although, as, as we all know, Burry should, should have snatched that one with Gusted's chance. And then he was hammered for going too gung-ho against Hull City when... They did the hard part and got the lead, and then didn't have the nous or the organisational ability or for whatever reason to, to to just drop back a few yards, be, be harder to break down and frustrate Hull and turn the whole crowd on them. So, um, there've been signs, but I think ultimately it's about the players you've got at your disposal. And we're going to have to accept sooner or later that it doesn't look like this group of players is quite good enough for the Premier League. Is there a question of luck as well? Is it a question of when you're down at the bottom, you not you don't get the breaks because, you know, against Burnley. You know, the arguably, Borough did everything right and just couldn't score. 
There was one cleared off the line. There was a goal ruled out because Joey Barton had been shot by a sniper. Bumford's There was the red card that probably should have been. And and sometimes you think when you're down there at the bottom, you're not getting the breaks. And if they'd have got a break there, or if Gestet's header had gone in, we could be looking at a very different landscape down at the bottom and a different set of dynamics. There were key moments, weren't there, in each of the matches you think of so far. You know, Borough got back into the game against Man United and then they probably wouldn't have equalised, but Valdez's slip proved that, that that was game set and match once that happened. You look at you look at the Swansea match, the Gisted chance, we keep going back to it, but it was a great chance. You could say Borough didn't deserve that chance, but nonetheless they had it. And you take that and suddenly the whole balance of the week's completely different. Whole City, like I said before, you get the lead you sit on the lead, you do something, you know, you, you frustrate Hull and hopefully get a second one on the break rather than just fall apart, which is what happened for half an hour, wasn't it? And then you look even, as Vic says, Saturday against Burnley, there were opportunities, there were moments where Borough almost, almost snatched something. So we maybe are clutching at straws a little bit, but it hasn't been an unmitigated disaster. It just hasn't been the, the points haul that everybody hoped for. And, um, and is that Steve Agnew's fault? Well... I don't think we've had any more points under Ait or Karanka than, than than we've got now. So it's you know we'd have only lost one nil at home. <laughs> we rolled the dice. Steve 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 Gibson rolled the dice, and so far it's probably not going to result in Borough staying up. But at least he rolled the dice at the back. Um, like you say, Agnew's probably been hamstrung by the fact that um, Chambers and Friend and, and Fabio have all been missing. Going forward, he, he's had all the players available other than Gaston, obviously who went off at, at Swansea, and we've seen Negredo player, we've seen Gestead get a couple of starts, we saw Stuani come in at Burnley. Who who's the best option from now until the end of the season and in and in what setup do you think? I suppose it depends what shape you play. I mean you'd say Negredo is the better player. You've got a lovely touch. You know, he's very good on the ball. He sees passes there and you know he's a, he has a pinpoint distribution so he's a very, very good player. Uh, you may think that Rudy Gestet's Brute force, uh, battering ram approach may may produce more results in a in the English game if you're chasing the game and if you're going more direct. Uh, perhaps if you go direct, you don't need so much finesse. Uh, either way, I think it's the combination of who plays with them and alongside them and and gets up to support them because that that has been the problem. And the Grado, I think, has been a great player, but it's when he's playing on the halfway line, he's not going to hurt anyone. So it's the, it's the system as much as the personnel, and it's the mentality. And I think that's been the good thing over the last couple of weeks, is that we have seen an attacking men- mentality. There have been spells of sustained pressure. There have been balls to the edge of the box and people getting up. Uh, it's not quite working, you know, and that's, it's, it's creaky along there. Sometimes it's, it's very hard to rewire a squad mentality <coughs> on the hoof. You spent two or three years ingraining a philosophy in people, uh, you know, a risk-averse philosophy, keep possession, recycle possession, go back, start again. And people, you know, when you do these drills every day, it instills in players what to do in a snap second. It takes the thought process out of it. When, when this happens, you do that. That's why modern players train in drill sessions, so don't they? When, you, when you're told, right, we can do something different and the ball arrives at you, you have to think. And you have to decide, do I do something creative or do you revert to type and do what you've been drilled to do? And it's that second of indecision, thinking about that, that rather than acting automatically, thinking about it, maybe that's where it's going wrong. 
because Phil, Steve Agnew, you know, we've been at three, four, five of his press conferences now, and, and one thing he has stressed over and over again is he's trying to encourage your players to take risks in the final third and to and to realise that they, however far away they are from their own box, and if if they do make a mistake there or if the risk backfires, it's not the end of the world, and, no. and the chances are it won't result in conceding a goal. I think. I think. <coughs> excuse me. I think if you could give, if you could ask Steve Agnew one thing you wanted, it would be. A motivated Gaston Ramirez. Forget Callum Chambers, Fabio, whoever. He that's what's been missing. Is for me, you know, Triori's done it in flashes. Um, but for me, the player he hoped he'd be able to turn around, I think, was probably Gaston Ramirez. And I think when you look back at the the games that have gone, you know, he barely featured against Swansea before he limped off. Um, you know. That that was. Borough don't have too many players who can make a difference and. You just keep coming back to that, you know. There's so much was invested in that player this season. It was Aitor's first choice as a creative midfielder. He was given any position that Aitor thought he would be in the most effective. And we know what happened in January, so let's not revisit that. But that's been a critical factor, I think. Um, you know, we can talk about systems all we want. If you players that you, you know, Borough don't really have too many playmakers. I all thought it was interesting, actually, we haven't touched on it, that the two players who missed out against Burnley were the goal scorers against Hull, which was, you know, does that say about something that, that, that Agnew's seeing in, an Alva, in Negredo and Darun? Um, you know, it was, an, it, was, it, was a, it was a big call, wasn't it? So he has made big decisions. Um, he's, not, he's not afraid to drop key men. So I, I think... I think I do think Steve probably thought that we'd see more of an impact against Swansea than we saw. I think he he, he kind of said that in his press conference, didn't he? He said, you know, you will see that. And I think, I think that going back to what Vic was said, that fear factor was clearly still within the team, within the players. And however much they were told to play further up the pitch and take more of a gamble, it seemed that they they regressed as the game went on. Uh, just before we start looking ahead to the Arsenal game on Monday night, just again to make you aware of the of the lung cancer reduce your risk campaign. If you are or if you know of any smokers aged 50 or over uh, who are experiencing uh, symptoms such as coughing for more than three weeks, chest pain for more than three weeks, or or coughing up blood, then you can take advantage of, of uh, free chest X-rays at uh, James Cook University Hospital, the One Life Centre in Middlesbrough, or Red Car Primary Care Hospital. Um, it's just worth checking the clinic opening days and times in advance of visiting. But for more information, you can. Uh, search www.reduceyourrisk.co.uk uh, Vic, Arsenal um, if Borough are in trouble then saw Arsenal bizarrely in a, in, a, in a completely different kind of way four defeats on the bounce away from home fresh calls for Wenger to walk away and, and the protest came from, from the away fans at Palace on Monday night uh, I spoke to Charles Watts from Football London this morning who said that it does feel like the majority think it's time for Wenger to go even if it's not the majority protesting and he said that there isn't a better team in the Premier League to be playing right now if you're Middlesbrough on Monday night is, is that wishful thinking or, or is it a case of if Borough score first they can, they can just pounce on any uncertainty and, and nerves in the Arsenal camp let's hope he's right that's the first thing you've got to say uh, Arsenal are a very very good team but if they think their season's over or their current regime's over and cracks appear in the mentality then it's there to be exploited and Borough if they're going to get out of this Borough need two things they need a spark of some sort just to uh, kick start the, the, the players into believing they can do it and they need a coupon busting result uh, the, the, the matches where we calculated the points would come from are, are slipping away fast 
And to close the gap now, Borough are going to have to beat one of the big teams. There's no question about it. Uh, they need that that bonus. And if it's going to be Arsenal, well, you know, bring it on. And it is probably is a good time to play the, play them because when a manager's under pressure and uh, that it's become very visible and the players realise that, it introduces indecision and hesitancy. And players are thinking, well, if he goes, do I go? And they you know, and the fans are very much on the players' backs. The perception of the fans is that the players are lightweight, fancy dans. They're all artisans and namby-pamby, metrosexual, hipster footballers. Uh, and if that's the case, Borough really need to rough them up and show them some working-class rough and tumble and get stuck in and rattle them. And that's something we haven't really seen from Borough this season. I don't think a bit of fight. Uh, you know, it'd be nice to see some snarling it'd be nice to see four yellow cards in the first 20 minutes because we've absolutely clattered them and you know you don't like to advocate simplistic rough and tumble blood and thunder football but you know we're in a we're in a dogfight here you know it's a scrap for survival and if that's the best way to beat Arsenal then let's do it let's get stuck in is that the best way to beat Arsenal, Phil? It's it kind of the, 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 the easy thing, the simple thing. It can almost at times be seen as the lazy thing to say when it, when it comes to Arsenal, just if you get stuck into them, they the don't like the fight. But then results at West Brom and Palace and the way those games pan out would, would probably back that theory up. Yeah, I think there's something in that. I think they are a team of individuals. Um, we saw that against Borough at the Emirates, didn't we? They were they, they looked world beaters for 15, 20 minutes. We could either get the ball off them, they, they, they laid siege to the Borough goal. When the goal, when the ball didn't go in the net, and Burris started asking questions of them, they looked fairly ordinary, frankly. And Burris should have won that match. And I think that's whether you do it by physical force or whether you do it by de- depriving them of, of the ball or just making sure you you close them down and don't offer them any space. It is a frustration game with Arsenal. They obviously they don't have a lot of backbone. They, they, you can tell that about the team. Um, I, I'm not speaking about individuals because I think I think a lot of those individuals in that team, if they went somewhere else, would be outstanding footballers. But there's something about that club, and there has been for a while now, that they just lack a certain spine about them, a, you know, a, a, a hard core that, that, that was there for all to see in the early days of Wenger when he had some a, a team of silk and steel, didn't he? He had the Vieres of this world who would kill you and beat you, beat you in a dribble as well. You know, the Petits of this world, um, some great footballers. You think of the blend of English and foreign that he he had when he first took over. They were, they were great teams to watch because... They were honest teams. They were they had a little bit of nasty about them as well. Martin Keown standing on somebody's toes at the corners. That kind of old school mentality where you you make life difficult for the opposition. There's nothing wrong with that. Good team. The best teams can counter that. You know. There's nothing wrong with you, you, Middlesbrough's job on Monday night isn't to make Arsenal look good. It isn't to sit back and let them play pretty football. Um, it's it's to get about them as Vic says. It's to play with confidence. It's to deprive them of the ball if they can. Deprive them of room scope to, to hurt Borough and when Borough get the chances they need to take them which obviously they didn't do in the first match against the, the Gunners We started on, on Agnew we'll finish on Agnew you know he's kind of made it clear that he, he sees himself as a manager now and that regardless of what happens in the summer he wants to be a, a manager next season surely this is what it's all about for him coming up against Wenger who, who you know changed the game in England one yeah. of the best coaches if not the best coach of the last 10-20 years in, in the country I mean he'll be he'll, this is the type of challenge that he'll be relishing won't he? Yeah it's his audition you know if he wants the job it's there for him if, if he can keep Borough up and you know how, how quickly the, the uh, narrative can, can change you know if Borough stay up now then he's pulled off a miracle and then he's got a strong case to say 
you know, I know what it takes. Look, I've done it. Let me build my own team. Excellent. Thanks, fellas. Thank Cheers, you. Mate.